The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting. Some affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Stay up to date about the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of those who are revolutionizing the affiliate marketplace. Learn the inside scoop of important industry issues and emerging trends with the whales of the industry from CEOs and COOs to super affiliates and iconic innovators. It's time to get inside with Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Wade Sisson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. I'm your host, Wade Sisson, of the OPM firm Schaff Partner Centric. Joining me today is Mike Allen, who is president of shopping-bargains.com, which was a finalist for the LinkShare Golden Link Merchant's Choice Award in 2005 and the LinkShare Golden Link Advertiser's Choice Award in 2008. Mike has received the Affiliate of the Year Award at the Affiliate Summit Pinnacle Awards in 2009. And his site, Shopping Bargains, has also been inducted into the Mississippi Better Business Bureau's Business Integrity Circle of Honor. Mike is someone you probably know from affiliate marketing conferences. He's been a presenter at Affiliate Summit, Blog World, and the Performix Client Summit. He also serves on advisory boards for LinkShare, Affiliate Summit, the Google Affiliate Network, and A4U Expo in Europe. He also is a blogger on Revenues.com. Welcome back to the program, Mike. Thank you, Wade. It's good to be here. It's great to have you. Um, one of the things we like to do on our program is bring on board affiliate marketers who've had a lot of success so they can share their stories. And so I think that's where we'll begin today. I'd like you to tell our audience a little bit about how you got started more than 10 years ago now and how you were able to create your success in the industry. Well, it, it's fun to go back and, and uh, in the mental archives, I guess, and, and uh, <laughs> relive some of the old stories old days in the story but uh, I guess it really started back in the mid 90s while I was a graduate student I started playing around with uh, creating a website back I think I had one in 1995 just a little personal website and uh, somewhere I think somewhere around 1996 97 maybe uh, probably 96 I bought my first uh, product online and that was just a game changer for me mentally um, it was so quick and easy. I didn't have to call anyone. Didn't have to fill out any any form. I mean, it was just a, sure. a, a big mental game changer. Uh, then, so I continued to do that. Ninety seven, ninety eight um, was buying things online, and by that time, online ordering was getting to be easier. There were starting to be some standards in it. Uh, and this thing called coupon codes uh, started showing up. Remember these mid-90s, there wasn't Google and search engines were really new and it was really hard to find things. In fact, we used to joke that the internet was 10% uh, content and 90% links in those early days uh, because <laughs> there was right. no search to 
to tie it together. So we all linked to everything we thought was great on our website. In buying things online in the mid '90s, I I started uh, realizing that there was great potential with coupon codes because uh, prior to the internet bubble, uh, um, traditional business uh, plans and marketing didn't seem to matter. They they uh, merchants at the time thought, oh, it's market share, it's not profits, and right. uh, so they were giving away incredible deals, uh, and you could get a lot of stuff free. So I was doing that, and, it, um, and I thought, well, you know, I, I should just make a list of where I'm finding these things and share it with family and friends, and so that's how Shopping Bargain started, and um, then over time, I probably through Amazon, I found out about their associates program and learned about affiliate marketing. I think I joined uh, Be Free first, uh-huh. uh, which a lot of the uh, old timers will recognize that uh, they were later purchased by Commission Junction. Uh, anyway, I, I joined Commission Junction and uh, uh, oh, all the other networks. Uh, all the other big ones uh, over the next few years. But in 1999 was when Shopping Bargains was uh, founded. And, uh, I mean, in honesty, it, it was uh, ugly. Uh, of course, <laughs> modems were the way that people <laughs> got information back and forth. So, you know, uh, you have your one logo and, and a bunch of text. and uh, But it, it was basically just kind of like a spreadsheet on a, on a web page. And... Uh, you know, and uh, eventually started learning about monetizing. And but it wasn't until the end of 2003 that I actually uh, quit my day job, as I like to say, and uh, started doing affiliate marketing full time. I really should have quit sooner than that, but I just, you know, I had a, a house note and kids and all that, and I just, uh, it was a big step. I wasn't sure if I wanted to leave a good job. And, well, we yeah. hear that a lot from affiliates. <laughs> you know, taking that leap is hard, and you finally get to that point where you're like, you see the potential, and you realize it's only going to grow if I give it more time. So you kind of reach that critical mass where you have to take the leap. I know, and but explaining it to people at the time, <laughs> it was like you want to leave your job of in your retirement system and all this health insurance and do what? <laughs> exactly. You could almost see fear in their eyes if they cared about you. And uh, anyway, it's, I, I'm so thankful now. But uh, how know, many it, other couponer sites were out there when you started in '99? Connie Berg was doing Flamingo World, and Ann Fognano had uh, Clever Moms. Michael Coley had Amazing Bargains. Uh, I think Tim's Tim Storm had Fat Wallet was going. Um, Oh, I'm, I know I'm skipping a few. Uh, Kim had, uh, I think Kim Rowley had something, and uh, she, she's had several. So I'm not sure which one she had back in the early days, but there was uh, um, several. There were about a dozen of us that I recall that, you know, around 2005, we a lot of us talked to each other, and there wasn't sure. you know, a lot of the big ones. Just didn't they really the ones people think of now just didn't exist and in some of the ones that were small then are huge now so uh, it's just been amazing watching the trajectory of growth and about the time you think oh there can't be any new players a new one pops in and 
shows us all something uh, creative and and shakes up the mix again. But uh, so you know, I'm sure that everyone that seems to be really big now, I mean, the pot will be reshaken and. Uh, in two or three years, and who knows how it will, uh, uh, what the results will look like then. But Absolutely. that's the interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's such a young industry that there still is a chance for all of that innovation. That's what part of what makes it great. One of the things that I think gets lost when we tell when we share these success stories is were there missteps early on, things that you learned by by trial and error that affiliate marketers could learn from now. Oh, many, many. It seems that uh, experience is something you get after you need it. And uh, uh, I've learned most of my lessons the hard way. But um, yes, I think my biggest mistake was not jumping in uh, early enough uh, and wait, really waiting till about 2004 to get get things going uh, properly and by properly, I mean that's kind of a, a moving target anyway, because it, it's always changing, and I'm learning and making mistakes still. So, but um, we didn't really get the. Uh, I mean, we we were doing static HTML through 2003. I think if I remember right, it wasn't until 2004 we migrated over to a database and to uh, a dynamic site with. Uh, uh, a content management system and uh, uh, a system that where we could schedule coupons and expire content and it was uh, it was just majorly manual and intensive work before that and I should have moved away you know several years before uh, I made a lot of mistakes with uh, I didn't know anything about SEOs search engine optimization uh, I made a lot of mistakes in that area I made some basic mistakes with uh, domain names. Um, uh, you mentioned shopping dash bargains. That's our, our legal. Our legal name has a hyphen, but we have the name without the hyphen as well. I didn't know about right. 301 directing. And, <laughs> right. uh, you can get duplicate content penalties and all kinds of stuff if both sites are, are visible. At once, I've, I've dealt with that. <laughs> Yahoo is very unforgiving on, on things like that, it seems. But uh, it just so many mistakes, even in the early days when there's not as much to know. It's just so easy to to uh, make mistakes. But in spite of it, uh, you know, we did some things right too. So oh, absolutely, uh, here you are. <laughs> and the, I think the biggest difference is business owners make mistakes, but uh, and uh, but entrepreneurs get back up, and when they fall down, they get back up and try something else. And they don't just give up easily; they they keep getting back up. And most everyone in this industry that's still standing has been knocked over many times, and we just keep getting back up. Right. Well, you just brought up a very interesting point, Mike, because at some point, I think everyone who ends up achieving success in this industry has to realize that they are more than simply affiliate marketers. They are business owners. I think I think until you realize that, you will stumble. And did you find that to be true? Yes. That, that was amazing, the, the mental transition between uh, working you know, having a job and then being a business owner and later an employer. Right. I had so many um, oh, uh, misconceptions about small business owners. In fact, at one time, 
I think I thought they were all rich and they all had a great life. And but I didn't realize how hard they worked and how tight things are. I mean, when you own the business, you're the last one to get paid. You have Absolutely. to pay your taxes and you have to pay your employees and your bills first. Then if there's any leftover, you get it. Uh, just all those kind of things. And the paperwork, um, just the government paperwork with taxes and payroll and because um, I tried to do all that myself at first. That was just overwhelming and really surprised me. And fortunately, somebody, another small business owner said, told me early on, it's one of the best things you can get is an accountant. Get a good right. accountant. <laughs> and uh, they'll pay for themselves. And you think, but that costs, you know, in those early days, $500 or something to do this little, said, yeah, they'll pay for themselves. And sure enough, they do. Uh, so that transition early on, I think, we have to start looking at it as a business and not just emotional as an emotional part of us, but as in profit and loss and you chase the profits and cut the loss and make decisions on those terms and act in those interests. And it, it can help uh, clear the path for you know where you need to step next. Were there tools or resources online early on that helped you that, that continue to help you today? Yes. Um, I was thinking about it. How would I answer a question like that? Cause I, it was, uh, and I thought, well, there, there are so many incredible affiliate marketing tools now that just didn't exist even five years ago. Um, there are more tools now than I have time to to do them. Uh, I, I could at read reports all day long and then never act. So I, I think at a minimum, there's there's the basics like uh, Google Analytics or Yahoo's uh, web analytics. Um, and Yahoo has, I think, some close to real-time data. So that may be, if someone's just getting started, they might want to look at, at that angle. Sure. Uh, but um, there's, you know, those basics. And you really need to look at, you know, bounce rate and and uh, page views and time on the site and some of those factors because if people are leaving your site in you know, less than ten seconds, you uh, they're not finding what they're thinking they're finding and you're not going to convert somebody like that. But there are those basic affiliate tools, WordPress, an amazing tool that you know we spent tens of thousands of dollars creating a content management system <laughs> years ago. I mean, and now WordPress does much of what that system did, and it's free. It just right. still boggles my mind. It's better than what we had. And, you know, um, then there's some, some, uh, um, some subscription-based ones that that I found helpful, if like in the coupon space, for me to coupon.com um, is very helpful uh, for dealing with thousands of different online retailers and tens of thousands of coupons and deals. Uh, it's a great way to standardize across networks and uh, get the get the data that you need quickly. Um, Pop Shops um, is excellent for data feeds. Um, Again, across networks, about a hundred million different products. Uh, very amazing tools. They have WordPress plugins. I mean, it's they really do do well. Um, 
there's um, AffMeter Pro is a, a nice tool uh, to download the affiliate reporting data onto your desktop mm-hmm. uh, and, and then you can do reports based on that. Um, those are just some great tools. But I was thinking there are so many affiliate tools, but if you look at just the business side, there's some great tools that I found helpful just in running this as a business. And one of the like the early days when I someone said get an accountant, an accountant told me, get QuickBooks. Excellent advice. Right. Um, another thing that's been really helpful to me is I inevitably have a lot of different uh, legal. I need legal agreements. I need non-disclosure agreements. I'll need employment agreements or contract agreements. And I didn't want to. I wanted to write good ones so that because I've known of affiliates in the space that have had legal issues. So I wanted to write a good agreement. But I don't want to go run down and get an attorney every time. But Rocket Lawyer, great tool, one-year subscription fee, and and then you can write all the reports you need. And I found it very easy to use. It's worked well. Uh, if you need telephone and fax, you know, multi, multiple numbers and so forth, Ring Central's made that easy to, to do... Uh, for when I travel and so forth, I can still have my phone calls and voicemail and faxes. Um, Absolutely. Back up your data. When you're so busy running the business, it's hard to think about all the things you should be doing, but Carbonite makes it easy. Mosey's another great product like that. Uh, that It backs it up for me. I don't have to think about it. Um, if you do paid search, there's Google AdWords Editor that's free. Uh, makes it a lot easier than using Google online. Um, AffiliateReporting.com has just some really good tracking tools. Um, and there are ve- veterans in the industry that started this. Um, and they work with the major affiliate networks and the major search engines. Uh, match the data up so that you don't uh, lose your shirt uh, with keywords and so forth. Um, Another tool I like a lot for instant messaging because you have people on Yahoo and MSN and AOL and it's I just use Trillian, T R I L L I A N, and uh, it aggregates all my instant messengers from even does Google, so all I have to do is log into Trillian and it doesn't matter what network somebody's on I can talk to any of them. Right, that so is useful. Just really helpful things. Um, Well, thanks, Mike, for taking the time to share those. Um, We need to take a short commercial break. We're speaking with Michael, Mike Allen, and we will be right back at Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider will return in just a moment, only on webmasterradio.fm. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? 
In my new book, Kaching: How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's k a c h i n g book.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than thirty thousand journalists, two hundred fifty thousand RSS subscribers, and just over thirty thousand unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available twenty-four-seven to help you optimize your content for. Maximum exposure to over seventy million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebeoffer.com for twenty-five percent off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more affiliate marketing insider. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now here's Wade Sisson. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider. We're talking with Mike Allen of ShoppingBargains.com. Before the break, we were talking about. Um, how he got started as an affiliate marketer, and leading up to his current success, and he was sharing with us some of the tools that he finds useful, not only as an affiliate marketer but also as a business owner. And one of the things I wanted to follow up with Mike is, what do you think are the essential skills that you need to succeed in this industry? Well, you, I think you need to have an entrepreneurial mindset, in that you're willing to think. Outside the box,、uh, where you can look for areas. Basically, you look for an itch and then you scratch it. You, you find an innovative way to scratch it, or you scratch it better than somebody else is. So you've you've got to be creative enough to find the needs and then offer a solution for that. But then you also have to have the perseverance to keep doing it because some people don't realize they have the itch yet, or they don't realize. That your、uh, back scratching tool, whatever it is,、uh, is better than the one they're currently using.、Um, so you end up,、uh, you know, maybe just don't develop it right the first time or the second time. So you have to have that perseverance to keep doing it. And those are just two of the skills that I have、uh, found valuable.、Um, I think.、Uh, A, a dose of humility is good because realize、uh, I don't know all the answers, and、uh, sometimes I need to ask、uh, for help. I need to ask for directions. <laughs>、um, and you know, as the joke is about men not wanting to do that, well, sometimes you just have to do it anyway. Because <laughs>、uh, you know, there isn't a GPS device for all this, so we have to sometimes do it the old way and you know, trial and error and ask directions. You're right.、So、those、That's、are just some、point. of the The people skills I see. It, there's a lot of networking involved in affiliate marketing. I know you can do it anonymously, but if you want to build trust, you can't be anonymous about it. 
so you you need to have some people skills and uh, need to show up at industry events and you need to answer emails and uh, contribute uh, to the the conversation to the industry and um, that just helps lubricate the gears really for for affiliate marketing and above all else I would say you've got to be ethical you can make a quick buck being slimy and unethical but if you want to build a good brand that has value and that people will talk about then you need to be ethical and honest with people and there's there's really no substitute for that for those values and I would really like to see our whole industry be the most ethical industry uh, I you know uh, we we're not entirely competing with offline but uh, we really should strive to be uh, kind of the baker's dozen where we give 13 when we sell them 12 uh, uh, mentality and I, I really think that we we should try to be the best and the well, I'm most glad you brought that up Mike because I know that I know that ethics is a big um, topic that you like to bring up when you're on advisory boards that's one of your your key issues that you like to keep everybody up on and I just I kind of wanted to get your take on where you think we are as an industry right now in terms of ethics and you know we have the the performance marketing association now which is an industry watchdog group that has started how how do you think we're doing it with regard to ethics and how much work do we have left to do well I think uh as humans, we, we never quite get it, although it's great to have a goal of perfection, we're never going to make it fully because we just, we make mistakes, even honest ones, and, um, but the goal should, you know, to, should be a proc to get there, and, uh, but as an industry, I do think there's a lot more transparency, and there is a lot more visibility about what affiliate marketing is and it so it's not this scary thing to consumers that it once was because people didn't understand it and they didn't know if they're going to be scammed or, or what they were afraid to shop online you know a few years ago now there still are the bad players but it's easier to detect them and as real brands are being developed in this space, new brands and uh, um, trust is being built up. I think that's helping weed out the the shady ones. Um, I I feel like I'm muddying the waters here. Um, <laughs> in a sense, with my answer, we we still have work to do, and. Sure. Uh, in some fronts, I, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged with performance uh, mark association and others like that. That's very encouraging. Better Business Bureau uh, to see private uh, sector groups attack this issue. I don't think the government has. I really don't want them dictating what we do. I think we can clean it up ourselves. I think the government has proven that they can't really take care of themselves so <laughs> with sure. ethics and so forth so you know I I really don't uh, want them telling us how to be ethical either uh, and I think we can self-police this but 
we will have to be willing to well we just got to practice the golden rule really do do unto others as we would have them do to us and if we could all do that i know it sounds like peaches and cream and all that but if we could just do the golden rule it would be a lot better how are we going to make that happen i think affiliate networks merchants you know advertisers will have to crack down and uh think long term cut out the affiliate that's bringing in a lot of sales but they know they just know that something's not right they know something's fishy they know that he's not doing following the guidelines well they need to risk some short-term sales uh in positive numbers for the long-term good of of cleaning up the space we can pollute the pond that we're all swimming in uh and i i really uh we need some chlorine in it we don't need some <laughs> some more trash in it so I, I think it at an individual level it means we all have to do our part of uh, policing the space around us and I think the recent advertising tax fight gave us some indicators of what can happen when we do all come together because there have been several cases where once affiliate marketers came into the state house and explained how this legislation was going to affect an industry and how many jobs and how much money we were talking about then we saw that we can have an effect and we can make a change and we haven't really talked to you about this issue before because the last time we had you on the show a few years ago this really hadn't occurred yet but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your thoughts on the advertising tax fight and its effect on the industry well that um, I think it has like you said Wade a positive in that it brings us together and when we can face a common threat we we pull together and it brings out the good in us uh, and that's a good thing it, it makes us put our best foot forward it makes us clean up anything that any loose ends we have so forth that's good for us and our industry as far as the tax goes I haven't seen any that I feel like really uh, passes the test the Supreme Court gave in the Quill decision in 1992 I, I don't see any of the state um, uh, legislation that's passed now I haven't read them all but I don't from my limited review I don't see anything that that truly establishes nexus uh, I, I don't think you can do that virtually based on that decision and I think the Supreme Court said Congress is going to have to uh, decide you know how they want to define this define nexus or like the physical presence in the state I don't like the Main Street Fairness uh, Act approach in that uh, where the federal government is basically saying okay states we're going to have kind of a one-size-fits-all sales tax right. for you uh, that has constitutional uh, ramifications that I, I, I don't think I mean I think is unconstitutional as well we, we have state sovereignty being threatened there and uh, you know, the, they're treading on ground that I don't think supported by the, the US Constitution and I am a very big advocate of, of following the Constitution uh, if if you have a serious issue with the Constitution, then there's an amendment process to to uh, right. deal with that. We don't <laughs> circumvent it. We we do things right, even if it takes longer. And in the long run, it's better to have 
done it the right way. Um, but so it, it just it's fairness, whatever the government puts the word fairness in, it's kind of like paperwork reduction. Act. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we need somebody telling us what's fair. We all, all can figure out what's fair. Right. So I'd like, I'd rather just compete it out. And, and, uh, my, my take is if the states, um, I, I think the states are looking at this backwards. They really should be trying to get every one of those big retailers to establish a nexus or a physical presence in their state so they could be creative, get them to develop a research center, donate a, 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 uh, a room in a building for them to recruit students at the university or something so that that retailer, so Amazon, has a physical presence in the state and then they can legally collect sales tax. Do something, though, to get that retailer to locate anything physically in that state. And then you've got Nexus. That's a lot better than an unconstitutional state law that might survive for a few years and then get struck down. Uh, that will probably drive more people out of business than it will collect sales tax. So, um, you know, I, I, the issue does need to be addressed, but we need to do it the right way instead of kind of tack something on that will create more problems in the long run. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for taking time today to share these insights with us and also your story of how you came to success in affiliate marketing. I know that you've given our listeners today a lot of useful tools and resources that they can use as they try to do the same thing. For those of you who'd like to hear more from Mike Allen, you can check out his site and his blog at shoppingbargains.com. He is also a featured blogger on revenues.com. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this has been another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. You can tune in to us every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for joining us.